0: Three, two, one. That was great. I think it was really good. That was
1: really good. I
0: think it was was good. I think that was. I think it was great. So we're we are apart, guys. If you're just listening here and not watching, we are across the country from one another. I am in L.A. where I normally am. And Matt Steele back in Jersey doing some work he's allowed to do based on SAG's restrictions. Yes,
1: I am allowed to do this work. And the people who are participating in my work are allowed to do it. (laughs) We talked to the people on SAG on the phone line or whatever. The producer crossed all her T's and dotted all her I's. They are allowed to work on because our budget is low enough. I will not be talking in detail about this project just because of the optics of things. <laughs> just you know, we don't. We don't I want mean, people yelling at us online. You know, hey, which is I, also I get it. which is also why uh, whenever we talk about things like cinema from here on out for the next however uh-huh. long, we will have, maybe have code names for them.
0: Me- I'm not saying a word. I'm I- not having I'll a code name. I'm not having a title because I personally am much more terrified than Matt Steele of SAG for some reason. Like, pa- I really think
1: <laughs> Matt Palmer is, is horrified of getting in trouble from a I union am- he is not
0: a member of. <laughs> yes, but what if one day I become a member? And also, you are a member. Could you? I could not sleep at night knowing that I negatively affected your acting career in any way. Listen, and so. They, you, they this you'll you'll just get to hang out with me and know what I was like as a young person. And it was very much we follow the fucking rules. It was very so much safety
1: first, but don't worry, they're not yes. going to kick me out of my union for maybe using the word Barbara as 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 code. Sweetie,
0: you are walking a line that I am not walking with you. Hey, <laughs> I've what? never seen a movie. Don't know what they are. Only deal with ultra micro indies. Thank you so much. Yeah,
1: we're going to go back to before <laughs> Mean Girls before Matt Palmer ever saw a movie.
0: Exactly. What's a movie? Couldn't tell you. <laughs>
1: hey everybody welcome back to another two gay Mats podcast it is matt Steele and it's matt palmer and we are coming at you live from across the country it is pretty late where i am and it is not as late for matt palmer but (laughs) he he sees he's he's looking fresh and i'm looking at him on the screen right now he's looking sun-kissed and lovely
0: (laughs) Everyone's saying that I'm looking like I didn't wear SPF today. I promise you I did. I always wear SPF face and head. We have a skin care channel in the discord, uh, which taught us all about the importance of sunscreen every day. And I was outside today and I made sure to be slathered up in my SPF 70.
1: That is go 70. That's my kind of number Hello? for an SPF. You know,
0: I fuck with 70. It's the only way to go. It's like, we. I feel like sometimes you get down to the 15s. It's like, is that even doing it's anything? Not real. It's not real. No, it's that's, not. That's like, a child.
1: That SPF has not even hit puberty yet.
0: Right. We want adults. We want aged SPF. And that's what I slather on my face and body every time I'm out in the sun, which I was today. I, we went to a park, Barnstable Park today to celebrate uh, Janie's birthday. We've been celebrating it for a while. And Happy uh, birthday,
1: also, Janie. She's a I legend. Know. The queen. We love her.
0: Absolutely, we love her. And it was her birthday on the 13th, officially. And it was fun to have that park hang. And last night, I went with her actually to see a film <laughs> at Sinespia. Oh, I almost said a name. <laughs> I went with her to see a film at Sinespia. They have, uh, they play films during the summer. It is like a park slash cemetery, which it's not as creepy as it sounds, but we went and saw a film there. And it was lovely. I love to laugh and I support the strike.
1: Okay, but let's see. Let's see if the people can guess what film it is. No, nope. uh-uh. it is a film no. that Matt no. Palmer has fam- had famously never seen. And the one time he tried watching it with me, he f- he was laughing for the first fifteen <laughs> minutes, and then he suddenly right. stopped laughing. And then I turned around, and he was asleep.
0: I will say I have watched it since then, so it was not my first time watching it all the yeah. way through. But it is very—it's comedic. I enjoyed it. So we the loved. So
1: the people who know the two game mats history knows that I've told this story maybe twice, and so those of you Look, who know can guess.
0: No more breadcrumbs. <laughs> Solidarity with SAG <laughs> and the writers' strike. I'm not. I'm not pulling any punches today. Uh, the rest of the weekend was very lovely, and also last week we haven't actually talked to you besides the Speak Now TV uh, reaction. We haven't spoken since like. More than a week ago, it was like the Wednesday prior when we recorded last week's podcast. And um, I just wanted to say that I went to Ohio and it was lovely. It was just a really lovely trip. Got to hang out with Jackson's brother and his family in Ohio. And there were many a child around. I believe there were five kids under the age of seven or yes. So it was like six and under. So it was a lot of the youth. Um, but they were all lovely. And I, I feel like a lot of people are like, Oh, I feel like this dog doesn't like me. And like, what does that mean? Like, can they tell who I am as a person? I don't believe that. It's just a fucking dog, but I do want, babies to like me. (laughs) Because it's like, I feel like they can tell, they can feel if you're uncomfortable or they can feel if you are not clear with them. And so I I felt like by the end of that time, the um, kids were like very into Matt and could say my name. And it was like very, it was very sweet. It was very hectic. And they love to wake up earlier than I would like to. But it was a lovely trip, i got to say.
1: See, I never feel any pressure for babies to like me because I know that they truly don't really like anyone except for their parents. <laughs>
0: right. So, so, I mean, so some I, of them do. So it depends on the age of the child.
1: I, I guess, but like if a baby doesn't like me, I don't take it personally. I, I just okay. figure the baby has bad taste.
0: I love. I think that's a good way to go yeah. about life, whether it's a baby or an adult. If someone doesn't like you, ah, uh, they just have bad There's taste. That baddest, but
1: you know, the baby's <laughs> taste hasn't matured. Their palate hasn't been sophisticated like yes. Yet, so it's it's fine. They're they're fine. That's very
0: true. Yeah yeah. Oh, and I also. I, before I forget, we had I had a harrowing Saturday – was it Saturday night? Friday night. It was Friday night. I went over to our friend Joe and Tim's house. They are the friends that moved right in our neighborhood very recently from a, a bit further away. And we were going to get dinner, and we had a plan. We were thinking, oh, maybe we'll walk to this place that I go to a lot. It's like Cuban sandwiches I very much like. The one that I – on Tony night, Matt Steele, you had one of those sandwiches. And But they were like, no, there's this Mexican place. It's a short drive. Let's go there. And we were like, okay, that'll be great. Uh, so we're about to take a turn. That's just like on kind of a busiest street off of Los Feliz. We're about to take a turn. We're sitting there in the turn lane with our left blinker on, (gasps) sitting there like happy as a clam. Someone barrels into us. Like it was such a, it sounded so bad. Like the accident, the rear ending that happened and me and Jackson were in the back seat while Tim and Joe were in the front. And I, you know, yelled out an expletive or two. (laughs) And we see the person who had hit us um, pull over to the side. It seemed like. And so we were following them to pull over to the side. They were not pulling over to the side. They were speeding away. Oh, hell no. I, was a part of a hit-and-run incident. There was a moment in which we were thinking maybe we should go chase them, but then it was like, no, we don't want to follow around a crazy person. This is someone who I believe was drunk. Like, based on just like there was – you could have seen us from a mile away. Like, it's you either were on your phone, but if you were on your phone, would you have sped off like that? Would you have done a hit-and-run? Or if you were drunk, you definitely would have done a fucking hit-and-run. And And so – it just was like, it, no one was hurt. Everyone is doing okay, thank goodness. And uh, I feel bad the car was damaged to the point where like the truck trunk barely opens, can't open fully. But it's very good that um, none of us are hurt. And uh, our friend Joe actually got the footage from a neighboring restaurant that had a camera out, which uh, Tim can show his insurance to show that like it wasn't his fault that this happened, even though it did not zoom in close enough to see the license plate, of course, because we didn't think to like take a picture of the license plate after this happened Because you know, you just assume that people are going to be civilized and like exchange information, but this guy sped off like a bat out of hell, and it was just I've never had I've never been a part of a hit and run incident, and it was just shocking that someone could do that and not feel bad about it. I don't know, it just was crazy. People behind wheels are monsters, it's just unreal, like how. Could you look at yourself in the mirror knowing that you did that for yeah. the rest of the evening, the rest of your life? Like, oh, wow, I really, like, fucked up someone's car. Someone could be very hurt. I don't know that. But, oh, well, I drove off because I don't want to get in trouble. They're monsters like, and losers and nerds. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I'm everyone is fine, and it's I'm very thankful that everyone is fine. But, yeah, it was just a scary moment that I would not recommend. So, yeah. everyone be safe out there and watch the road because as safe as you are, there are crazy people all around you at all times. So, Everyone stay safe. Well, like I'm, Mama Steele said in the intro.
1: That's right. Every, everyone yes. listen. I'm glad you were probably wearing your seatbelts. Of course. Of course. I'm glad course. you're okay. I'm glad everyone's okay. Your the face looks still good looks good still. That's <laughs> Thank and you. that's all
0: that matters, right? <laughs> it really is all that matters. No matter yeah. what happens, if the face still looks good, you're good. Yeah. Um Matt Steele, how are you? How is your trip back to Jersey Bay? It's
1: good. Before I went on the trip, I um I, I, in the previous podcast, I told y'all that I booked a voiceover gig. So this is my scabbiest era ever because I, 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 I did my voiceover work June 11th, which is the yes. day before we decided to go on strike. So I was which allowed to Which means that you're that. not,
0: yes, you're not a scab. Let's not use the word scab in reference to you because you are not one. If anyone's listening. I, I
1: am not a scab. I am not a, scab. not a scab. I am I am a what's the opposite of a scab? Just fresh skin, baby skin.
0: Yes, beautifully babied skin. It's very true.
1: Never touched. Um mm-hmm. so yeah, so I did that. That was very fun. And then I saw my friend Raul. I had lunch with him, and where he famously I yelled at him at the Whole Foods where we were eating because uh Why? because the Spice Girls song Stop was playing, and he was just uh. like, Oh, the Spice Girls. And I was like, Yeah, you know, icons, legends, the greatest people who've ever lived. And he goes, right. Yeah, but a really, really, like... They picked, like, a really obscure Spice Girls song. And I went... Obscure? I was like... Or did you just call Stop by the Spice Girls Obscure? Like, bitch, this isn't Bumper to Bumper or something. Like, this is Stop. Like, this was, like, a successful song.
0: What is Bumper to Bumper?
1: Oh, it's a B-side. It, it's it's um, kind of sexy and sultry, and it has, like, them whispering, Bumper to Bumper. And then they'll okay. be going, Bumper to Bumper! It's It All was right. it was a B-side for a reason. Um, I, I hear that now. Yes. Um, so that was very fun. Then I went, you know, flew to uh, Los Angeles. Or not, I didn't fly to Los Angeles. <laughs> I flew away from Los Angeles. Uh, yes. where Where uh, it was very exciting. My uh, seat actually got upgraded. Um, oh, that's on exciting. On the plane to a seat with extra leg room. And, like, I'm not a leg room complainer. Like, I'm fine with a regular amount of leg room uh, on a right. plane. But once you get that seat with the extra leg room, it's just like, where have I done? been I this know. whole time it's like night and day yeah this is amazing uh, so that was very nice um, then I got home and I uh, saw a bunch of my friends yesterday my friend Beth uh, has this annual like pool party for all of our like me and like all of our high school friends um, nice. to get together and it was very fun it was very nice I got to see all, all their kids and everything they're they're still running around they're still small but they're getting bigger which is making me nervous about my own mortality <laughs> Like, <laughs> Do like,
0: you think they were going to stay
1: babies forever? I mean, it's just that the two-year-olds are now looking like four-year-olds, and I'm mm. very weirded out by it. Because I look the same.
0: Well, I mean, that is what happens. I think it would be more worrying if they did just stay the same age and size. That would be like, you know, we got to go to the doctor, see what's happening. So I'm glad they're growing up healthily.
1: Yeah, and today mm. I, I did
0: some other things. <laughs> is this your first day of the other things?
1: This was the first day of the other things. Uh okay. And, and uh, it went really well. It went really, really that's well. great. Yes. It, it, everything went awesome. smoothly. Uh, so one down, three to go.
0: All right. Yeah. Uh, so are you ready to jump into the news for idiots? I'm ready to jump in and give me all the scandalous gossip. I mean, well, the first gossip is not gossip because it's fact and we're all in the middle of it. Uh, the SAG strike has officially begun. I Did it perhaps start on midnight of July 14th, like as it turned to the 14th? Is that what I'm reading here? Um, It seems that 160,000 actors within the union will stop working, which will include promoting their upcoming work. The last time SAG striked was back in 1980, and it lasted 95 days. Um, I feel like there was a moment in which it felt like maybe this wasn't going to happen because uh, your president of SAG, Fran Drescher, was, you know... Kind of seemed optimistic about the extension of the time. It seemed like, you know, they're getting another two weeks to reach an agreement.
1: I mean, I was optimistic about the extension of the time. I was just like, oh, like, this sounds like maybe they're working through some things and they just need a little more time. Right.
0: And alas, that is not what happened. Um, And I will say that the, the comments that Fran Drescher had made after this happened... Were pretty impressive. Like, I haven't watched the entire speech yet, but every clip I've seen and every uh, quote I've read has been amazing. She said how they plead poverty and uh, that they are losing money left and right. When they give a hundred millions to their CEOs, if we don't stand tall right now, we are all going to be in jeopardy of being replaced by machines. That one article that was like, oh, um, you know, the the idea that was pitched in one of the agreements was that background actors would get paid for one day of work and have their entire likeness scanned and saved for future use at, for all of eternity. It's just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Absolutely insane. Do you, do you know how many people like? just make their
1: living as background actors. Like right. that is the work that they do. And that is like, th- that. It's, it's how they make their livings. Right. And so you're just like taking that opportunity away from them, like eliminating the
0: jobs for them. It's horrifying. And like the... I feel like also the commentary from the executives, either if it's Bob Iger who's talking on the record, who said something like they're just being selfish and they're not being reasonable, and uh, the person who spoke anonymously saying that the end game is to allow things to drag on until union members start losing their apartments and losing their houses. It's like truly a Marvel villain is talking. Like, how do you l- let those words leave your lips and not feel like, huh? Maybe I'm not the fucking good guy in this scenario. Like these, there's so many working people like how could you speak about that i can't i just disgusting literally the most working people
1: it's the like largest union in the entertainment industry there's right. 160,000 members like you're gonna make a lot of people very very angry and like big powerful people very angry as well that's the thing exactly. like girl meryl streep is striking
0: Hello? Do you want Meryl Streep against you? Like, and obviously the Writers Guild is very important, very big. 11,000 people, I believe, are in the Writers Guild, and then versus the 160,000 people in SAG. I'd like to think that this is going to, I don't know. Give the studios no option but to make an agreement that makes sense sooner rather than later, because it's not just the writers anymore. They can't like without the actors, they truly have fucking nothing. and since we are very anti scab, very pro union, I don't anticipate a lot of people will be crossing that picket line because you are going to be called out so fucking loudly on the internet and elsewhere. I just am hopeful that this will not take forever to get resolved do you have Matt Steele as an actor do you have any feelings about like what are any ideas of when this could be over like if you were a betting man when would a you say man? yeah if you were when, a betting man when would you say this is going to be over
1: I think 90 days sounds about uh, reasonable and like okay. and be- believable um which is you know longer than I would want of longer course. than like anyone would want of course but right. like, I feel like that doesn't sound out of the realm of possibility okay. um I I mean I I I don't know how much long the longest SAG strike. I know the longest writer strike was at like a hundred and fifty days maybe, mm. um, and that was in the eighties. The only time SAG and the WGA have uh, uh, struck together was in like nineteen sixty something, wow. maybe the early sixties. I forget, and that is how like residuals came
0: to be. Um, it, it truly apparently. is wild that streaming became a thing without like a proper discussion of what's happening with residuals being like no one came up with a solution for that, and I guess the studios were just gonna wait for this contract to you know die out and they thought, oh, then I guess they'll just sign back up. Like this feels like an inevitability that of course the writers and the actors are gonna strike. You see those people on some huge Netflix shows that some people would say launched the app showing their residuals from the ads in their series regulars. Like they've been on this show for years and years and years and going through that residual checks and showing the like $27 at the bottom of it. And mm-hmm. it's like, Holy shit. Like this is beyond not sustainable. Like how I, I, it's just, it, it sickens me that they're trying not to, you know, make this better.
1: Yeah. To use your likeness for until the end of time. Right. And like come you not fuck make off. any money off of it. Yeah. I mean, I agree. Hey, I'm, I'm one of them. I am there yes. with them. I'm not physically there at the moment, but <laughs> when I'm back in LA.
0: Yes. When you're back in LA, you will be physically there for the people and it's yeah. going to be
1: great. Yeah. There'll be me, me and Fran, me and Fran right there together.
0: I know you and your best buddy, Fran. Me, I love that. Me and my president. I
1: love her speech was great. <laughs> I love how Everyone was like so surprised. And it was just like, are you really shocked that a performer gave a really great impassioned speech Right. <laughs> that a performer is really good were... at public speaking?
0: I think people were surprised because they had seen that picture of her with Kim Kardashian and saw her optimism about the extension and thought that maybe she was going to be on the wrong side of history with this, Mm. and she proved everybody wrong by being so steadfast Mm. and fighting for the actors, and it was beautiful.
1: Well, look, I've said it before when there was like an interview clip that came out uh, with her where uh, they were like, do you think you're going to strike? And she gave very much a a diplomatic answer of just like that is a larger discussion, and and people were very angry that she wasn't just like yeah we're going to do it and it's just like okay right. no but see like you as a member yes like if if you what you want to fight for like you want to fight for like yes you you are able to say that but like as a president you have to like be the voice of optimism for your constituents. You have to be sort of like the voice of peace and everything and and be that sort of hopeful voice for them until the time comes when the shit hits the fan and then you are just like okay now we are officially in a strike and now I am pissed off Fran Drescher.
0: Well I I loved seeing her. I loved reading the quotes and I'm hopeful that this ends sooner rather than later. I want all of the you know, LA is built on Hollywood in a lot of ways, and there's so many people—the actors, the writers, the crew members. Like, there are people who this is their entire livelihood, and so to see them out of work for any amount of time is heartbreaking. Yeah. So I only want good things.
1: Well, it's not just LA; it's that there's SAG members everywhere. Like, there's entertain, right. like screen acting, the entertainment industries. Like in every major city, there's a market. Um, right, but, so I, it, I, but you know. I
0: feel like here it's like every other person is in the film and TV industry in one way or another. So it's like. There's no way to not notice it. Like when I went sure. to Cinespia to see a film, uh, I just there are people around that like were pointed out as like, oh, they're on this, they're on this, they're on this, and like that's not even thinking about all the crew members. It's just like it's just heartbreaking, and I have thought about it a lot and read up a lot on it because I don't want to break any rules. Yeah,
1: yeah. Hopefully, <laughs> it will it will end. Uh, before like the like fall festivals like really get into full swing, but like I mean yeah eh, that's shorter than ninety days away I believe so, mm. but I mean but that's like a huge push like during like uh Oscar like for that's like the kickoff to like the Oscar campaigns and stuff like right. that so, you know hopefully it gets resolved quickly we're doing yes, what we can I
0: hope yes it's true and speaking of people who have been treated unfairly in Hollywood. The Princess of Pop herself, Britney Spears, has officially set a fall release date for her memoir, *The Woman in Me*. Is going to be released on October twenty fourth. Uh, part of the press release says, "Britney is a Britney's compelling testimony in open court shook the world, changed laws, and showed her inspiring strength and bravery." I have no doubt her memoir will have a similar impact, and we will be publishing uh, and will be the publishing event of the year. We couldn't be more proud to help her share her story at last. Um, I am so excited. I also feel like so many people are like, that's a Shania Twain album. That's a Shania Twain album. it's like, yes, it is. But it's also a line from I'm not a girl, not yet a woman. The woman in me is also a Britney reference, even though it's more of a deep cut. It was not an album title. But I cannot be more excited for this when she said that she had an announcement the following day, like the day before this is announced. For some reason, my mind did not go to the memoir. There's like rumors that she's going to put out a song with Well I Am in the coming weeks. And I was like, oh, she'll announce that. I'm like, whatever, whatever. But when this... When I think I was in Ohio when this news dropped, and I was like, I mean, I have to pre order it. Like, Grace always gets on us for not reading. And it's like, well, you know what? I'll do listen to this fucking audiobook the moment it drops because <laughs> I need to hear Brittany on the record
1: about this. Well, you know what we can do now that we are uh, not able to talk about cinema much or uh, yes. t- television much? We can read. <laughs> exactly. Look at we, finally... we can go back to the whatever 1800s. <laughs> I know. But all they could we do can... was just pick up a piece of paper with some words on them, printed by I a know. printing can... press.
0: We can finally go back to the text. It's really gonna be a beautiful time for books. So, Brittany, I'm so excited to see how this comes across. I also wonder about her promotion of this. Like, is Britney Spears gonna be going on talk shows? Like, is she going to be making real public appearances? It seems like she doesn't have to. Like, everyone's going to buy and pre-order this book, listen to the audiobook, like whether or not she promotes it. But I'm like, I just am trying to even picture like a high-profile Britney Spears interview in 2023, and I can't imagine it. Uh, it's going to be
1: great. It's going to be great. Our eyes are going to be glued to the TV, and they're going to be glued to the literature
0: to the word oh, absolutely it's always all about the word Vinny says to Gay Matt's book club uh, let's do this and yeah. yes this is the book club moment of the year so everybody just listen to the audiobook or read Britney Spears The Woman and Me as soon as you can because I promise you there will be a podcast episode long form about it soon thereafter the book all club
1: right? will uh, last about as many meetings as all the clubs I started when I was in elementary school and that was <laughs> about one
0: I love that and one is good one, one, is, one is good, good. Uh, in less exciting Britney Spears news, did you see that Britney Spears was uh, slapped in the face by uh, an NBA star security while out in Vegas? Um, Britney Spears was in Vegas Wednesday night, um, it, and there was an NBA phenom named Victor Wimbenyama. And I've actually heard of him. Jackson's talked about this kid who's supposedly the next LeBron and was like the first draft pick and like just was like a very big deal. There's a lot of buzz around this. Young man um, and apparently Brittany is a fan. I didn't know she was so plugged into the NBA and she saw him somewhere walking into a restaurant or something in Vegas and went up and tapped this guy on the shoulder and apparently the security behind her physically slapped her hand into her face. And she says, from what I've seen, from the, what I know about the video, I haven't actually watched it because it's a little... I don't want to see Brittany in pain in any way. Uh, from what I've heard of the video, though, you don't see whether or not she fell to the ground. But mm. she certainly only tapped this guy on the shoulder when they were defending this happening, this assault. Uh, the security or the NBA or the NBA player themselves said, like, oh, I was grabbed. I was grabbed by the arm. That didn't happen. Like, there was no grabbing. It was clearly a tap. And... Obviously, Britney says she received a private apology from the security guard 30 minutes later, but has yet to receive a public apology. And I just don't understand the need. The thing is, whether it's Britney Spears or just a random person, is that needed? Is that level of like security, that level of force needed if someone has tapped someone else on the shoulder? like That seems so wild and over the top for me.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know what the protocol is, like, when you're a security guard in that type of situation, like, if you literally just, like, uh, uh, attack to kill, <laughs> like, like you know like, seems- they always say, like, you aim to kill or shoot to kill or whatever, like, uh, and, you know, he, he, I'm sure he didn't know it was Britney Spears, uh, you just have ch- to, like, think fast. Um, But it's
0: also, like, it doesn't matter if it's Britney Spears. It's one thing to, like, block your, you know, the person that you are guarding from any harm. It's another thing to, like, physically assault someone. It's like she—it was a tap. It was not—no weapons were in the area. It seems like an overreaction to me.
1: I saw the video. Everything was more mild than everyone (laughs) described. (laughs) I mean, I— I don't doubt that like he like grabbed her hand or something and which uh, like forced the hand to like slap herself in the face or something like that. Right. Um I'm I'm glad everyone is okay.
0: I am too. People, people and, will be fine. <laughs> I you, and, know. you know from from a dark-sided um Industry perspective, there's, you know, a lot of news stories around Britney Spears right as she's announcing her book. So I think, you know, not, and I'm not an every press is good press thing, but just trying to find a silver lining in the situation. The name on everyone's lips should be Britney for different reasons. But if she had to go through this, I was happy that both she and Sam also released statements talking about how assault is never okay and all of this. And, um, but also, I would like to read this book and I'm excited about it. And I'm glad that it seems like. I would love for her to get a public apology, but it's also, it feels like we're getting to a point where it's like a a little bit of a water under the bridge moment. People are saying in the comments that the video was not that bad, which is what I'd rather hear. I'd rather hear it wasn't a big deal. Um, So I'm glad. It'll be fine. (laughs) Britney's tough. She's been through worse. She has been through she, work. She's seen
1: har- more difficult days. Yes. So I, I, I think she will be okay, and this book is going to sell like gangbusters. So you know what? If she needs to get some sort of plastic surgery to fix whatever injury she gave to herself by, by getting in the really face. She didn't really give it to herself. <laughs> I would say her hand, her, that her hand, did it. That her hand inflicted upon her face, um, then she'll <laughs> be able to afford it with the sales from this book.
0: All right. Well, I'm looking forward to that, absolutely. Uh, the, apparently, the new Britney Spears Will. Am collab is supposedly coming out July 21st. Um, it's supposedly called uh, Mind Your Business, so we'll see if that happens, but I'm excited. Um, the 75th Emmy nominations have been announced. The date of the Emmys is you know, kind of up in the air because we're not sure about the strike and how things are going there. I feel like um, it's a lot of the usual suspects. I feel like Brian Cox, Kieran Culkin, Pedro Pascal, Jeremy Strong, they all got nominated for their shows I won't mention, and uh, F. Marie Abraham, Nicholas Braun, Theo James, a lot of people People from the same shows were getting nominated in these categories, I feel. Was there anything shocking about those nominations to you, Matt Steele?
1: Uh just how many nominees there have become in each acting category. And I know. how what is any that? voters really just love two shows. <laughs> <laughs> they love those two they, shows.
0: It feels like they need to expand their palette a little bit. Uh the shows that got nominated a lot that I uh watch myself, I do like, so I was happy with those nominations. But there was a clear front runner for me in the show I was most happy about getting nominated. The Emmy-nominated Vanderpump Rules. <laughs> the first Bravo show of its kind gets nominated for unstructured reality programming and also for editing of unstructured reality. It is up against um, Deadliest Catch, Life Below Zero... Oh, these are reality shows. It's fine. Okay, sorry. Deadliest Catch, Life Below Zero, RuPaul's Drag Race, Untucked, and Welcome to Wrexham. Some people are saying that Vanderpump is, you know, leading in the possibility of winning. The idea that no Housewives franchise has been nominated is really wild to me. But the fact that Vanderpump having this such an exciting fucking season it finally getting this you know, this nomination, it just means so much to me as a fan who was there on the ground floor, who was there back in 2013 when it was Stassi V. Jax. I feel like I got nominated for an Emmy weirdly. Like I feel like this is half my doing because I have been singing it from the rooftops and I'm just, I'm just thrilled.
1: Well, you finally got it, but guess what? You're going to have to wait for it because that ceremony
0: is not coming (laughs) for a while. So you're thinking there's no way that September date sticks.
1: Ooh, September's uh, that's a, that's a, that's going to be a little challenging.
0: It's, uh, that's soon. You know what <laughs> I, th- I
1: think it could possibly be before the end of the year. I think that it's, it's not would- out of
0: the realm of possibilities. I would love that. By the way, people are asking, oh, what about is Drag Race going to win? Is Survivor going to win? They're actually in a different category because there is a competition reality show category that I assume that they are nominated in. But the RuPaul show that's in Unstructured is for just Untucked itself, which is like the after show where all the queens are talking and discussing, which is a good show. But, you know, this is not shade to anyone. It's essentially a YouTube show. Like if you put the show (laughs) on YouTube, it would be the same. Vanderpump Rules is... I thought I could even say the word cinema. I'm so frightened. You have no idea. <laughs> it's, it's okay. Breathe through it. I'm You're going to be so okay. Scared. I, want, I want SAG to like me. Is that so bad? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, but... I'm SAG and I like you. I'll defend you. When we're in the court of SAG, I will be your yes. defendant. And I'll be like, go easy on him. Just give him six months. Don't give him the death penalty, please.
0: <laughs> I appreciate it. And I just know that if... Um, if Vanderpump Rules wins in this Emmy category. You will never hear the end of it from me. And I will only be referring to the show as the Emmy-nominated Vanderpump Rules from here on out because it fucking is. And it deserved it. It like, And they were really, really uh, campaigning for this. I felt like after the finale and after the reunions, those huge... Um, Like, they would have Hollywood Reporter articles and interviews with the EPs and Andy Cohen and Sheena. And it was just, like, so clear that they are like, this is our year for this Emmy. I could tell Andy was a little pissed, though, because he tweeted, like, I'm so happy for the Vanderpump people. But can you believe that no Housewives show has ever been nominated? Because he's not actually a producer on Vanderpump anymore. So I'm sure he's a little, like, as excited as he is because Bravo is his home network or whatever. I'm sure he's a little peeved that it happened for Vanderpump before it happened for a Housewives show.
1: You know what? If it can happen once to a Bravo show, it can happen again to a different Bravo hey. show. We just need a big scandal <laughs> happening on the Housewives. Like a big, That's big scandal that people can attach and themselves to.
0: If, we, if they really play their cards right, maybe the Mauricio, Kyle, and Morgan Wade thing will, will work for them. Maybe it'll be the scandal of all of uh, Housewives of Beverly Hills. I you
1: know, know, but last week on the podcast, we like celebrated them for not being overly dramatic about their drama. and But now like we want them to be a little more dramatic
0: just so they can get Andy the gold. I mean, uh, whatever happens, happens. I'm here for Vanderpump. (laughs) Like, I don't care what they do, if we're being honest. But I uh, am just excited that the show is getting, it's just due. Because if it were up to me, it would have been nominated for Unstructured Reality. Ten years, well, six of the ten years it was on the air. Um, speaking of Vanderpump rules, apparently Raquel is still quote unquote playing hardball with Bravo contract. They've already started filming the next season, but Raquel has supposedly not fully signed on. I feel like she has like an, like a line with TMZ like open communication she just can send text messages to them because I swear every other day I'm seeing a TMZ headline about like Raquel has decided in treatment she's gonna move her name back to Rachel and Raquel's still in contract negotiation she may not come back and Raquel is locked in for season 11 but the terms haven't been defined it's like I'm knowing too much about this she can join she cannot join as much as she was a part of the scandal of it all her as a reality personality she's not actually that interesting like I feel like the show would go on without her the fallout from the drama is more interesting than her as a character. So I don't care whether she signs on or not, um, but I would just, I'd like to see what happens. I'd like to watch it when it happens, but I'd, I'd like to, and this is me talking, I'd like to stop hearing about like Raquel's position on the show and what her name is today. It's just been enough, 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 enough. I'm glad you agree. <laughs> uh, sure.
1: <laughs> okay. I, I, if you um, look, if that's what you want, then I want it for you. I have no <laughs> stake in the game. I'm, I, I I'm, like out, I'm on strike. <laughs> so I, I've got other things on my mind.
0: That is true. You are on strike as we speak. Um, Taylor Swift Speak Now. Taylor's version is debuting at number one on the Billboard 200 with 716,000 units, which is Wild. We on the Discord had like a very, um, you know, Austin was hosting just a very low stakes. Like we're all guessing how much Taylor's going to sell first week for Speak Now Taylor's version. And I believe Ness was closest. She guessed 710, which was very close. I think I guessed around like 510 or something. But I just, it's one of those things where I always forget How, not forget, but I feel like maybe I underestimate, especially thinking of the vinyl sales. Like she uploads those vinyls and all the different types of covers and variations that are available. Of course, she's going to sell all of this. And it really was a joy to re listen to that album. I've been listening back to the Taylor's version speak now all week. And it's just like, it really was the album that turned me into a big fan to being like, okay, I'm in with this girl. And even if sometimes she does albums and things I don't like, I'm always going to care about her and know the talent is just, it's just there. Like you cannot listen to, you know, that album all the way through and think this woman can't, is not talented or can't write or something because the songs, are songing. I just love every moment of it, and I and it's like I still love them. And the new version of the album, I, I'm as invested as I was back in 2020, 2010 when I was moving across the country. You know it, what I
1: mean? It really was a wonderful album listening party experience, like the live stream that we did, and it was a long too. Like we were on there it for was. over like we were like it was like two and a half hours. <laughs> we were sitting yes. in front of your computer listening to that because mm-hmm. we did the live stream first, listening to all of the old songs, which like we know by heart and are obsessed with, of and we're, we were just like having so much fun. Just just like like queening out to those songs. If you would like to check yep. that out, you can become a patron.
0: Yes, go to patreon.com slash two match to see a replay of us listening to the re-records on Speak Now's Taylor version. Yeah. Or and, Speak Now Taylor's version.
1: <laughs> and then of course on you, our regular YouTube channel, we uh posted us reacting to the vault tracks, which I was mm-hmm. very pleasantly surprised by. Like, because there were there was like talking to Discord, like some people were like, Oh, the vault tracks are okay. And some people were right. like, and there were like, you know, Montana and Chris, they were like, No, the vault tracks are great and everything. And I've Say, right. I, I enjoyed the vault tracks i
0: think some are good like have i listened to them again since that moment no um but i think some are good and some you know some are fine i feel like i understand why they were in the vault but it's, it's like it's nice to hear them
1: yeah i really, yeah. what was the, what was the one uh we really i mean we had a great time with timeless timeless was oh, just, yeah. timeless was just a party
0: <laughs> um the but, girls in the comments are not happy with us laughing at timeless <laughs>
1: Oh, they are really mad. It's like, why are They're you laughing mad. at that? and it's like, guys, it's fun. Like we it's have fun. We, we have been live streaming for about three and a half hours now. Let us have some fun. Right. Okay. Um yeah, but I think we're both in agreement that Castle's crumbling and foolish one are our two favorites from the Vault Tracks. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. I'm with you on that. And apparently next week, uh the I Can See You, Taylor's version from the vault, and mine, Taylor's version, are both expected to uh, debut in the top 10 of the Hot 100 next week, which is very exciting. Um, it's weird that, you know, I mean, maybe she kind of missed the window a little bit with the enchanted of it all. Um, but I, I think it's interesting that enchanted is not one of the ones that's being really focused on. Like I was imagining that she would create a video for this new version of enchanted as a part of the release. And it's obviously we're still, you know, she could still do that, but I'm shocked that it's not getting more attention.
1: Yeah. You know? Especially because the song itself is so, I'm about to say a bad
0: word, cinematic,
1: <laughs>
0: Let me go on the SAG website see if you're allowed to say that because you know I'm frightened.
1: Am you I allowed to I talk frightened. about the song Enchanted just because I always
0: picture a movie in my mind when I hear it? I d- it seems like no. <laughs> it seems like no. Um, Were you following the Jonah Hill ex-girlfriend thing? Oh, a little bit. Ugh. Apparently his ex-girlfriend took to Instagram stories and uh, labeled Jonah Hill as a misogynist narcissist. She posted um, lots of old text that he had sent her, essentially saying that she needs to respect his boundaries by stopping By not surfing anymore or not surfing with men or hanging out with men or taking sexy photos on Instagram. And from what I understand, the way they met is with her taking sexy surfing photos on Instagram. And then he like slid into her DM. So it's like, well, if that's not what you were looking for in a girlfriend, why are you guys dating? Like that's how you met her. That's like what she does for work is be a surf instructor. And what she does in Instagram to promote that is be hot. Like I don't understand the issue there. uh, But I will say it was also I'm getting this from Crystal on the read was talking about she is like getting her master's in therapy and she was talking about boundaries are for you. Like you cannot say my boundaries are that you change X, Y, and Z. That's not actually what a boundary is. A boundary is like, oh, this is what I will accept and not accept. If you choose to not do that, then he could have truly just been like, maybe we shouldn't be together. It seems like your lifestyle and mine are different. Like as much as like that might've been heartbreaking for her, that's valid. You're allowed to be like, oh, I no longer want to be in this relationship but requesting that someone change things about themselves Like their that profession. Are not <laughs> exactly. Right? Like their profession for your own... Because of your own insecurity and weaponizing words like boundary and being like, even though the therapist said X, Y, Z and agrees with me on all of these topics. It's just like... Uh, it's just... It was tough to read. And the fact that after this all went viral, he came out with merch referring to these texts. I think the merch said something like unyielding control or something. And it's like that's how you're responding to the allegations that you're, like, abusive emotionally, it seemed very, very tone-deaf to me.
1: Yeah, the the fact that the word boundaries were, was being used to, like, describe this is just, like, this isn't exactly like what it is like, that's not what a boundary is. And yeah. And there were so many people online who were just like, what, there's nothing wrong with simply stay stating like what you want in a relationship. Isn't that what you're supposed to do? And it's like, okay, like, yes, that's is what you should do in a relationship. The, the problem is the stipulations he was giving her were ridiculous. Like, like, I don't want you surfing. I don't want you to be a model. And it's just like, right. this is this is why you liked her in the first place and exactly. why like what she does for a living. And right. listen, and if you can't handle that, then just be honest with yourself and just be like, listen, I don't think I can handle this because right. I feel jealous or X, Y, Z reasons. Like yes. that is for you to work on Jonah Hill. And so therefore yes. you can be like, I don't think this is going to work out. I'm sorry. This is a me problem.
0: Absolutely. Like, that would have been valid. I'm sure, again, it would be upsetting to be broken up with. No one likes that. But to be like, okay, the lifestyle you have and my lifestyle, I don't think they're compatible, let's go our separate ways, is much more valid than you must change these things about you or or I'm going to threaten to break up with you or or you're the wrong – It's like, don't – that's not fair. It's not kind. And it doesn't make sense because the reason you liked her in the first place were the sexy photos and the surfing. And, so and- it just –
1: he did the number one thing that drives me nuts in a text argument when Ooh, when someone just says, I'm done <laughs> or 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 even worse, I'm over it. And then they continue talking like it's, it's like, it, well, without really not like, without even like giving her like a real like chance to explain herself, like like she right. says, like, well, no, this is my perspective. And he's just like, I'm done. And it's just like, ooh, well, aren't because it makes people seem like they think they're so above above it. It's like right, like that they're not even giving them like a chance, to like uh, explain their feelings. You know, it, it's it's right. so obnoxious and self righteous, and she's like, well, I'm doing the good thing by by not arguing about it anymore. I'm done putting my nose right. in there. Except like you're still fucking fuming about it. So right. are you really and it's done? Like-
0: has the other person been able to give their full thought out like you don't get to decide when this conversation is over if I have more to say I will say it like hello
1: I fully agree and also because you know I love never letting an (laughs) argument die until I made every (laughs) single point made and can that take weeks can that take months can that take years
0: yes it could (laughs) Matt Steele, I was say I was agreeing with you, knowing in the back of my hand, head that like the, there was a, there would be a time where it would be done. <laughs> but it's not like via text after I've been squ- squawking. It would be like, okay, let's put this to bed. I think I do think there's a happy medium. I feel mm-hmm. like if it's, if we've been arguing for days. We could put a pin in that. We could be like, okay, <laughs> I don't think we're getting anywhere here. Let's revisit at a later date.
1: You know me. I'm now, all. I'm all about if something pops up in my head, I say it. I say it.
0: <laughs> that's a beautiful, beautiful quality. I let people um, know right away, so
1: we, I, I don't. I that's so, so I don't let it brew.
0: We don't want it to brew. We don't want it to be all-consuming and you know endless. <laughs> but we don't want it to brew. <laughs> Uh, Did you hear that Olivia Rodrigo's Vampire debuted at number one last week on the Hot 100? Thank God. I know. And it's like, it sure doesn't look like, you know, this horrible man is going to be back on top this next week. Yes. But at least someone else was there. If he breaks some record, it won't be all in one chunk. It just is like a fucking annoying. Absolutely. Because it's also like, I don't know the song. I don't know who listens to this song. I don't know is it just getting a lot of streams like or is it the radio? Is it I just don't even understand the reasoning of how it's doing so incredibly well and I'm completely apart from it. But it also has come out this week that Luke Combs who has going to have who has a cover of uh Fast Car. Uh it came out apparently he's had ho- not homophobic, excuse me, racist and like anti-woman Tweets that have come out, and it's been verified that they were him because people weren't sure. There was some uh, anti Asian tweet that is, I believe, still on his Twitter account, but also the anti Black tweets or the tweets. I think he has something rude. He says something rude to Beyonce or about Beyonce and Miley Cyrus. That's kind of, I don't remember if it was racist or slut shamey. You know, I don't spend a lot of time in Luke Combs, you know, Twitter, but. The man is all. It just sucks because I feel like our our patron, our lovely friend Eric, was like, everything we know about Luke, he is unproblematic. We don't think, you know, sure he's a country guy, and so that would get everyone's antennas up, but we think he's good, and it sucks. It's just another reminder: never stand a man because they'll only let you down.
1: Sometimes they let you down, but listen. So there are some women who can say some pretty shitty things too. Need, need we? This- what like why? Like we're all angry that this guy is getting number ones and everything. But uh, do we need to uh, uh, remember uh, some of the Facebook messages sent by a, a former uh, uh,
0: Fifth Harmony member? Oh, <laughs> about, about, <laughs> That's her, true. about her. That's true. Hey, uh, uh, please name? don't think. Please don't think I'm defending her. <laughs> Please don't think I am here defending Carmela because I am not. I just feel like it's certainly more you're less likely to run into this trap if you're standing a woman. I think that is fair. I feel okay. like there are fewer like outwardly vocally racist, homophobic pop star women versus pop star like uh, musician men. And the fact that the top two on the Hot 100 both have incidences of of this situation, like truly active racism, and they still are able to achieve this much success, sickens me. Turns my stomach. And um, I hope Vampire gets a remix with Ice Spice soon. It gets pushed back to number one.
1: <laughs> I just put Ice Spice on it, and it'll be great. Just throw
0: Ice Spice on it. Throw Taylor Ice taught
1: Spice. Us. Taylor taught us. Throw Ice Spice in there. Give her a song. It'll be great. <laughs>
0: Um, for all the Carly fans out there, the companion album to the loneliest time entitled "The Loveliest Co- Time" is coming out July twenty eighth. I'm thrilled. I mean, that's great. I'm, that's great for those people who are fans of hers, and I'm not, not a fan. I think I um, we were on like a Carly Rae Jepsen like appreciation internet radio show, and it kind of you know highlighted to me that as much as I like her and she has moments that I of life that I like, I no longer. Need to follow her career as closely, but I feel like there are huge Carly fans out there, and I want them to be happy. And this album will make them happy, and I think that's beautiful.
1: Go for it! I like the new song that she released uh, from it. Oh, good. And, and so yeah, I really liked it a lot. And so I'm, I'll give it a listen. I'll see. And I'm sure it's great. It's got great moments. She's always one Perfect. to, to like put out an album and then be like, oh, here's like about ten other tracks that yes. like didn't make. Here's the another album. one. <laughs> here's a here's a b a <laughs> exactly. full B
0: side album. She loves a B side. Yeah, album. so good for her. Uh, Did you hear that Ben Platt, uh, Nepo Baby discussion? (laughs) Yeah. So apparently he's being interviewed for uh, Rolling Stone, I want to say. And the interviewer asked, you were on the cover of New York Magazine's Nepo Baby issue. I'm curious, what's your response to that? And what do you make of that whole discourse? He says, we're going to skip right over that if we can. Uh, The interviewer asked no comment. The publicist intervenes. If we just focus on a film, that would be great. Thank you. And apparently, this was annoying, (laughs) and people retweeted. A lot of people in journalism retweeted their negative experiences with Ben Ben Platt. Apparently, someone wrote an article about, uh, had an interview with him that Ben did not like when he was seeing the final version. Ben Platt called him the day it was released, and like called him a hack and said he was terrible. And it sucks. Oh no! it It was Ben Platt's publicist. No, I think it was Ben Platt himself. No, I think it was Ben Platt's publicist. I'll look again. I think it was Ben Platt himself. Okay. I read it a couple times. Um, and... It sucks because you know how much I love this man's voice. (laughs) Like, I think he has the most beautiful voice in the world. But it's also like I have seen Allison Williams on Watch What Happens Live fend off this question so beautifully and just being like, I know that I got a leg up. I know that I got a head start in this industry and I'm excited to be here and I'm always going to try my best. There's no shame in me admitting that, like, yes, my father is half the reason that I got my foot in the door. Like... And also couldn't Ben Platt have said like, oh my gosh, growing up around movies like Legally Blonde like really inspired me and like made me the artist I am today. The fact that he is so stonewalling of this issue that feels like not, it's not the like most cruel question in the world. It's not like an awful rude thing to be a Nepo baby. It's just to be like, oh, okay, this isn't, you know, there's, I feel like there's an easy answer to this that no one is saying. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, so I, it's just like, why make this a bigger deal than it needed to be?
1: Oh, he could totally easily just be like, yeah, I, I'm actually very lucky and I, I appreciate that all I've been given in this life. That's it. Right. Yeah. Doesn't, he doesn't even need to be as long as Allison, Allison Williams answer if he doesn't want to answer it.
0: Right. He just i just
1: like, yeah, I'm very lucky.
0: I just, I don't know. I only, you know, I, again, I don't stand a man. I don't stand men. I just said it. <laughs> <laughs> but I, um, I just wish, I just wish... You know, that he could just be cool. Like, he could just be cool. Don't be all uncool. it's cool. Ta- cool. Take
1: a deep breath and just be like, oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm very lucky. I'm, thank- I'm very lucky. I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for everything I've uh, been offered in
0: my life. You know, Absolutely.
1: We're getting a confirmation in the chat that it was Ben Platt's publicist
0: that made Oh, okay. The call. Excuse me, Ben Platt's. I so apologize. I'm but- leading
1: this podcast
0: discussion now. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's I, let's not get crazy. Um, let's see. Is there any other news for idiots we need to talk about? Um, Demi Lovato's releasing a compilation of rock versions of her biggest hits. Sick. I think that <laughs>
1: is sick. There it's coming there out is September. There is something about someone who we don't want to talk about.
0: It's someone who, who? we talked
1: about the past two podcasts in a row. What Miss Co- Colleen
0: <laughs> What about, oh, are you going to defend her?
1: I'm not going to defend her. I'm, I'm just <laughs> going to say that we were incorrect in our podcast last week. She was not performing in blackface. It was greenface because she was performing an alphabet spoof like the song prior. So I just wanted to be a responsible journalist and say... We're not journalists. R- retract that statement. <laughs> Listen, sure, we, we gotta be responsible but. because when you're not responsible, then that gives validity to some ukulele songs being like, toxic
0: gossip train.
1: I mean, so I we are gonna do will, our
0: part. I will also do my part and say that the fact that her people came out and clarified that, which it's great that she didn't do blackface, they did not clarify whether or not she sent Trisha Paytas's nudes to underage children so I know. that's as the of craziest of, like,
1: thing that's the, the, the thing the, the, that's the craziest thing that the the legal team was immediately just like actually nope, this isn't true and, <laughs> and 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 all of society was like well what about everything else exactly dead, dead what about silence. the other things and it's like oh so okay. got it got yes it.
0: so yes we will be clear and say that that was not blackface she was doing a wicked thing but there are still lots of questions about how she was engaging with her underage fans and it's also illegal Okay, is there <laughs> anything else that you'd like to share with the people?
1: I don't think so.
0: Okay, well, let's take a quick break, and then we'll be back with more Two Gay Ads, the podcast. Okay, so Matt Palmer, even though we are
1: across the country, we still work as yes. a team, and yes. therefore we need to promote ourselves together,
0: which means you we talk. Absol- <laughs> okay, which means I talk, guys. I must say the Patreon is really popping off. You go to patreon.com slash 2 match, you'll see that full reaction of the re-recorded uh, tracks from Taylor Swift's Speak Now. It's a very fun, I think, hour and 45-minute video. I think you're going to enjoy it. Also, if you like listening to this podcast, please do us a solid. Go to your Spotify app or your Apple Podcast app. Leave us a five-star review. It helps us so much with the algorithms in both places. We want to get this uh, you know, podcast far and wide, spread it out to the world, because we have so much fun doing it every single week with you.
1: Exactly. Exactly. I think that's it. I think that's it. <laughs> All right. So now we are on to email my heart. This is the section of the podcast where we answer any questions that you guys might have. You can be a part of email my heart if you email us at two game at at gmail.com Two is spelled T W O. And we got yes. a couple emails from the wonderful Amy.
0: The wonderful Amy. The I wonderful amy.
1: amy. Amy was busy. Amy had a lot of questions this week. So the first email from Amy came, help, says, help me understand the strike, please. <laughs> Hi, Matt Squared. I understand the basics of the two strikes happening in the movie industry, but was hoping you could further detail what it means for actors and writers. What are you going to do as I know you were heading to New Jersey to shoot something? What are actors and writers allowed to do as side work to make income in the meantime without crossing the picket lines? How do you think this will end? How can we as streamers support the strike? I heard cancel our subscriptions and watch our content on illegal websites instead of the streaming service. Also, what does it mean for uh, Barbara and the Big Boom movie that are about to be released? (laughs) Thanks, Matt. Best, Amy.
0: It feels like you should start being the SAG actor on the call right now.
1: So so yeah, we talked about it a little bit. A lot of it is residuals-based, especially because when streaming platforms came out, there was not sort of a set exact contract for each of the streaming platforms. Sometimes you get real screwed in terms of residuals for streaming platforms. And we just need a good base, um, like base pay for streaming, especially because these streaming platforms have the power to take off your work and you no longer get residuals for it. So Wild. they ha- so they have your image forever, and they have the power to do whatever they want with it, and and that includes not using it and just like not ever paying you again. And that's why they're like taking shows off is because right. they don't they don't want to pay residuals, you know. Even
0: though the residuals they're paying now are so low, they still think it's a better like they can save cost by just removing the show.
1: Sure. Yeah. I mean, there's a, you Ugh. know a bunch of reasons that they would be saving money for, by doing this, but it's like, hello, this is work that. We are. This is our likeness that you are using. Again, we we talked about the AI nonsense of just like the executives coming to coming. Imagine they went to SAG and said, "This is the new technology we have, where we can scan the actors and duplicate their image and use them in movies until the end of time, therefore eliminating all future jobs that this person could possibly have as a background actor." And they thought that SAG was just going to be like,
0: "Oh yeah, sounds cool." Yeah. Why would they be excited about that?
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and it's and it's so hard to like to be to like make good money as an actor is so like virtually impossible to begin totally. with and and it's because we ha- we also have this health insurance where you know it's it's you have to make a certain amount to qualify for the health insurance you have to make uh, uh like 26 or twenty seven thousand dollars a year off of acting to mm. qualify for the sag health insurance and only like of actors qualify for that. I can't think, I know many, many, I have many actor friends and I can't think of a one who might earn that much as an actor. And so that's a problem. That is a problem. We need to be paying actors more for their work. We need to be giving them contracts that are good and lucrative and will stand the test of time, at least for the next, however long. And it's crazy. I saw something online that, um, Said, uh, let me see if I can find it. Uh, it basically said that um, they, sag, contracts got like the highest bump uh, in like the last thirty-five years in terms of base pay, and yet the deal was still so terrible that actors were still just like, no, we want to strike. Wow. Yeah. So, and and so, what can we do? I mean, I mean, like illegally streaming work is no (laughs) from Mm -hmm. not it from what i
0: understand i have again i'm terrified of sag (laughs) and i've been on the website a lot from what i understand there's not been a call for consumers to not watch these shows and even go to the movies and watch those. There's been no call from like a a consumer standpoint as of now, uh, as of this recording. Uh, So I think they're worried that if people don't watch the shows or people don't go to the movies that the studios will use it as like, like, see, well, your XYZ film or TV show didn't even do well. So like, why should we be paying you more? Blah, blah, blah. So as of right now, it's like these Things have already been made. It's good to support them. Feel free to watch and consume the media you want and love legally. Um, And until that changes, if it does change one week, we will let you know on this show. uh, And I'm sure you'll see it on the internet. But as of now, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Matt Steele, but stream things and don't feel bad about it. Yeah,
1: no, especially because like not because watching stuff illegally actively harms actors and all the other like creatives who worked on that involved. Um, So, yeah, I I would never advocate for that. Um, I mean, as a non-actor, I mean, what you can do is like what you're doing, Amy, like you're learning more about the strike. You're learning more about what goes into um, the creation of this stuff, what goes into the work. Um, And and you're vocalizing your support, which I think is great. Um, and as far as the thing that I was, am working on here in New Jersey, there are uh, certain things that, um, some actors still can do if it's a micro budget contract where the budget is small enough, um, Mm -hmm. then, uh, actors are permitted to uh, participate in that. Um, so the thing that I am working on, uh, here in New Jersey is okay. We got the, the clear. Perfect. So, so we are, we are all good. Um, So the next email from Miss Amy uh, says, best friend political difference help. Hi, Matt. The upcoming 2024 election is giving me a lot of anxiety. I used to be able to tolerate the Republican Party and politely agree to disagree. But during the Trump era and post-Trump era, I find it really hard to politely agree to disagree when they just seem so evil. It gives me a lot of anxiety to see a possible re-election of Donald Trump or even worse, Ron DeSantis. Part two, I just found out that one of my best friends is marrying a diehard Republican and I don't know what to do or how to handle this. It makes me question if she secretly believes what her husband believes or how she is able to overlook this. I am sure you or someone close to you has dealt with a similar situation, whether it be a family member, coworker, friend, etc. How do I tolerate Republicans without instantly getting angry at all they believe and stand for? Best, Brad. Huh.
0: Oh. Okay. (laughs) I feel... (laughs) I think we're probably going to have two different responses to this. Um, I'll be quick and say I feel like I, like you, Brad, uh, as I have aged, have a lower tolerance for that kind of thing, especially when it comes to the Trumpism and what the Republican Party has stood behind since that. Um, And I don't have patience for it. I don't need any new people in my life who hold beliefs that I believe are dangerous and harmful to the world, to people specifically like me. Um I have maybe one i friend i can think of that is from high school from childhood who i believe is on that side of things and we don't discuss it but it's also like as a result we're not as close anymore. Like we obviously we live in different places now but Um, For me, I have no space in my friendship circle for people who want to take rights away from me, want to uh, take rights away from people that look like me or love like me. And so as harsh as it sounds, um, I would separate yourself from them if you feel like that. If that is if that's what you feel is happening, I realize your friend is the one just marrying a diehard Republican. It might be worth it to you to ask where she lands on these issues before you make any final decisions, um, because maybe she has you know maybe she figured something out in her marriage that works for her while she still is supportive, on, uh, you know, not on the Trump side of things. But I, if that's not the case, I I kind of think the friendship might be over.
1: I do not agree with that. <laughs> I, I do not agree that the friendship should be over automatically. I think, well, of course, visually, I did talk you, to her. Well, yeah, well, yes, that's the thing. I, I would, I would ask your friend how she feels about this. And the the thing is, like, this is not your thing to worry about. I don't think that is between them. I think, so but i would you know as a friend ask how like oh how your husband believes this how do you feel about that yes see what your friend says and then if your friend says you know something that you may not agree with this ask them why and then because i think just sort of just being like oh well i'm going to cut you out that will just get you know the husband or you know maybe your friend even angrier and think that you are being you know not reasonable so so i i would ask why and then have the discussion about it and go from there. Um, and, if, and if there are just like things that are, you know, n- not okay that are happening, then decide from there. But I, I, w- I would talk to your friend and just be like, hey, I, just want to let you know, like, this is what your husband believes. Like, how do you feel about that? Because yeah, right. it's good to let your friend know that like her voice matters as well. And to, and and to, and that sort of like shows support for your friend if she disagrees with her husband or future husband, right. like that she has a voice as well. She is able to have these discussions with him and, and uh, argue against him and challenge right. his
0: thinking, you know? And and I hope that's what happens. I hope that she's on the other side of the aisle. And because mm-hmm. the thing, I agree with you in that their relationship and how he votes shouldn't affect you as much because you're not friends with that guy. Like that he's just you know your friend's husband. You can be cordial and not be close. But if she's like in lockstep with him, that's when I would start checking and seeing how I feel about continuing the friendship.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I I I. I, I please don't let this keep you up at night I, th- I think I think we're doing okay you know obviously like we have to be focused like when 2024 rolls around it is it is just around the bends. we have to be focused make sure we re-elect Joe Biden make sure we gain yes. seats in the House again and then the Senate as well like, yes. to make, because you know with the Supreme Court decisions now we have to start creating laws and getting things in like the actual you know like on paper um, yes. and you know in the Constitution and everything so so your focus. Keep focusing on the possibilities of 2024. Keep your eye on the prize.
0: It'll be okay. I yes. think talk to your friend is a priority. Not that it should oh, keep you up at the night, that's, but it's I think a separate that part, priority. Yeah, that is what her husband does is none of your affair. What mm-hmm. she does, I would be, I would have questions about. Yeah, um, I was talk, um, to, talk
1: to just ask your friend how your friend. how she feels, and I think that's just a yes. nice thing to ask. It shows that you care, uh, and it, and. Yeah, and go from there. I agree.
0: Yeah. Um, okay, Matt Steele, what has been giving you moments, darling?
1: Okay, so I, this is a thing that has been giving me moments, and I want to let you know I am speaking as a producer and not okay. an actor. And <laughs> oh, as <God. laughs> And because this was a very, very low-budget project, it is not a struck uh-huh. company. Because in, okay, the ba- great. in the Basement Entertainment is not a struck company.
0: <laughs> I love that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and that is... Um, I, as many of you may know, I produced and wrote a movie called Devos that is available now. Um, and, uh, we, you know, every six months we get our numbers, uh, for how many people have like watched or streamed or whatever on various different platforms. And, you know, uh, we got it back like probably like a week ago, like, and we got these new numbers in a separate category. And the category was called non-theatrical slash other. And I was like, what is this category? We've never had any numbers in this category. And I saw that those numbers were like literally double all of the the viewing numbers in the last three years combined on all (laughs) other platforms. And so I asked the distribution company, Freestyle, I was like, "Um, um, what is this category? Like, what is this and why are the numbers so high? And you want to know what they said to me? What? It is the armed forces network which is what oh. which is what military people overseas are given to watch so guess what guess what the target demo for a movie about bitchy <laughs> boys in their high school musical is it is a bunch of marines wow. a bunch of sailors a bunch of pilots a bunch of soldiers i've been marketing to the wrong demo this whole damn time clearly so you i have- want to say after hearing this i support our troops <laughs> Oh it's, my time for, <laughs> it's time for all your moms to dust out their old yellow magnets that say support our troops from like 2003 <laughs> or 2004, whenever it was that they were putting them on their cars, plop them back on, because I support our men and women in uniform, <laughs> because they That's got a good s- taste. <laughs> it's it literally double the amount of streams and views that, that we have gotten in the past three years on all other platforms. Insane.
0: This. Is insane and it's very amazing. Congratulations. I do wonder, are you going to be recognized out in the world from like former Marines, former active service people being like, I loved Devos. Ricky, you know, what a moment.
1: (laughs) What a moment. Oh, they're probably having such a great time. And, and, you know, they're going through like hard periods in their lives. They're missing their families. They're in like Mm. possibly dangerous situations. The pilots are up there flying in the sky. You saw Top Gun.
0: I did, You, you saw how... You, Wait, you saw what did I see? I didn't were. see anything. Oh, you I don't know what that you is. You saw um, <laughs>
1: uh, Flying High in the Sky and Waving the Flags. Um, they, they were loving it. The cast of Flying High in the Sky and Waving the Flags would love Devo's. <laughs> I'm so sure I, they would. That was really giving me a moment this week. I was I was very proud of uh, the versatility of uh, the, the, how, how how diverse the audience is for, for my little movie about a bunch of gays in their play.
0: Hey, I love that for you, and I think that's so exciting. And, you know, Austin is saying that it could have been, the families also watch the channel, like military families do, so the kids could also be uh, big Devo fans.
1: I love, uh, Michael Smith in the chat says, Devo's 2 is basically Cadet Kelly.
0: <laughs> I love it. Well, it's in it's in route, so everyone watch for that. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> um, and for me, I don't have any big major ones, but I just have to say, We have, and this is going to sound like promotion for ourselves, and it is a little, but I promise not all of. We have been doing Patreon in some capacity for several years now. I want to say five. Something like that. And um, this... We, moving over to our new Patreon page, patreon.com slash 2 where it's a subscription service. It's basically monthly instead of per creation, and you get charged right as you join, and then you know, get charged every month after that. It's basically like how like an Amazon Prime would work, but it's monthly instead of yearly. Um, moving over there was a risk because it's like, even though the way we had it set up before was not right for the way we released content, people who use procreation usually put out like one art piece every like two months and we were putting out videos so fucking often that it was like, okay, we just need to be, Uh, having this be a monthly subscription thing and putting out, you know, special content for the patrons and having our regular content be its regular content. This week was the first week where we tried something, where we showed, okay, the Speak Now TV version, let's do the songs we've already heard before, that's going, the replay of this live is only going to be available on Patreon and then the Vault Tracks is going to be on YouTube. And, you know, much like Matt Steele, this was the, we got more patrons in the past week than we've gotten at one time, over the entire time we've been doing Patreon, we are back higher than we ha- like were before we made the switch, and it feels like I feel like there is a way to make this Patreon really special and really unique, like It sounds so simple, but, like, making specific content that people want to see on Patreon and making it Patreon only is something that's exciting. And then people come and they join the Discord. We just started, like, an introduce yourself channel and just scrolling through all of the people who have been here and are new and, like, are introducing themselves and making friends. It truly is so heartwarming. It's like we're finally understanding how to do this Patreon thing after so long. And... I just can't wait to think of more content specifically for that part of us. Of course, we'll always do YouTubes, and we're always going to put out the podcast. It's going to be free of charge, available to listen. But having something that is so specific and you know, behind a $5 a month paywall, which is not a huge amount of money, is exciting. And I feel like we're finally getting the hang of it and doing it to a way that makes sense and that like entices people to want to join. Because I promise you if you join and jump on that Discord, you're not going to want to leave because it's very fun. I apologize, this does feel like promo, but truly like seeing those people join and seeing the people that cared about putting themselves in the Discord. They yeah, Michael Smith started, you know, watching Amazon movies, doing the teleparty, watch parties with people. Like it just is lovely to see people make friends and interact and just through our love of pop music and film and TV shows that hopefully we'll be able to talk about again soon. It just it's heartwarming and it's made me really happy over the past week. And so me
1: Moments. I love how our Giving Me Moments
0: this week is just, <laughs> wow, aren't we great? Hey, some weeks we need that. And truly, we can't talk about scripted shit. <laughs> so if I <laughs> watch something that was written by a person and starred an actor, I can't tell you. So yeah. we're going to be talking about ourselves and a reality show. Yes. <laughs> so and and
1: make sure if you signed up for a, a Patreon in the last however long the new Patreon has been out the last two weeks that you signed up for the right one. Because some of you still signed up for the old one. <laughs>
0: I know. There are some people still on the old one. If you're on the old one, just make the switch. And I'm going to reach out to some people who are on the Discord currently and are not on the new Patreon. Just to give them a heads up, being like, hey, you got to be on this one. Things are going to change. You know, you won't have access to this if you don't get on it. So whatever. Yes. Just get on the right Patreon. It's going, the, it's going to be fun. If when you go
1: to your Patreon profile or whatever and it says Two Game Ads Legacy, it's not the right you're one. You're on the wrong one. You're on the wrong, <laughs> on the wrong one, on the wrong girl. One.
0: You just want regular mats. Grace said this is so funny. This is like when you realize you'd get more subscribers on YouTube if you didn't do a video like every three months. Look, it takes us a long time to learn things. It's true. But the moment you do, it's like, huh, it happened. It's really putting things on Patreon that specifically for Patreon makes a difference. Who knew?
1: (laughs) I love how in the chat also Butch Queen Q says, so basically we'll get an army watch party of devos before we get one with steel. Guys, no. when I'm back in town, second half of 2023, we're going to have a Devo's watch party.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I, yes, we're going to do it. Matt Steele is going to be in charge. If you need me, Matt Steele to swoop in and help in any way, I'm available. But I wanted this to be your thing. I it's need Devo's. you. I, I need you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, great. Well, then I'll be helping out, meaning it's going to come soon. Everyone get ready when Matt okay. Steele's back in town. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Uh, well, guys, this has been such a joy and so lovely. I'm so glad it worked from, you know, across the world. where we, I guess across the country. But still, it's a while. And um, I hope you guys had fun listening. And we'll be back next week with more Two Gay Mats, the podcast.
1: Bye, guys.
0: Bye.